Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Mords. Hi Mords. And uh, Maud is a account director at Fabric Social. And Maud, over to you. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Uh, listen, thank you so much for having me um, on the podcast. I know we've been chatting for the past couple of months, so delighted that we could finally carve out some time to uh, to chat today. And Maud, we always start off the same by saying, can you give us just a breakdown of your career today and what you're up to at the moment? Sure, no problem. Yeah, so I suppose just to kind of, you know, go back to the start, tell you a little bit about me. So I, I grew up in Dublin, uh, born and raised and uh, went to school and, and university here. Um, I'm the eldest of four um, and come from a, a kind of a, a business family. My dad is a solicitor, had his own law practice and then moved into uh, to property development. So I suppose me being the eldest in the family from a very young age, I, I knew I wanted to uh, to be involved in business. And um, I, I would frequently attend his office breaking things when I was a kid. Um, but you know, I, I always knew I wanted to be in business. And as I kind of, you know, got older and went to college, it became clear that I really, you know, had a growth for marketing and, and sales a little bit as well. But, um, I did business in DIT um, and knew very early on, I think within the first six months that I wanted to specialize in marketing. So I immersed myself in societies in DIT. I was involved in the DIT fashion show um, and Vodafone sponsored them at the time. So that was actually an amazing experience very at a very young age. Um, yeah, so I suppose when I was nineteen twenty, I was um, introduced to um, you know the marketing team in Vodafone through the DIT fashion show. Um, had a brilliant uh, PR mentor. So my role at the time was PRO, uh, which I took very seriously. And um, but really, I suppose that was the beginning of it for me. And um, I went on then in, in the latter years of, of college to do a couple of internships and um, one of which I went to New York and worked with Kelly Catrone uh, who some of your listeners might know from the hills and um, so I worked in, in her fashion PR agency in New York uh, which was um, a, an interesting experience to say the least when you're you know you're working all hours and you're not getting paid for it uh, but it was again an amazing kind of introduction to uh, to the world of PR to the world of communications and marketing um, and I, I was all set to go back to New York when I finished college um, but I actually got a job in the IRFU um, so growing up I was you know very into sports and had played kind of Gaelic football at a high level and, and swam as well so for me sports marketing was was you know a, a kind of a dream job so I went into the um the IRFU worked in the marketing team there for two years and it really was I suppose a baptism of fire in the sense that I got to work with again Vodafone who are, are now still the uh, the Ireland team sponsors and um, but worked with some amazing companies and, and marketing leaders and um, who have you know I've kept in touch with all throughout my career to date and 
really opened my eyes into the the sponsorship arena as well and to the commercial side of of marketing um, and got to know a lot of people in the industry, got to know a lot of kind of agency people and as well as, you know, working with those big brands and also had a lot a lot of fun along the way going to all the rugby games, which which certainly helped. Um, so I will say that I guess my, my career hasn't been linear um, or a straight line like a lot of people, you know, you kind of uh, dip in and out of different industries. And um, I have always done marketing and communications roles um, and in every role that I've or every industry that I've moved into, that has always been a kind of a conscious decision to, to keep the marketing and the communications. And um, so I decided to pivot into property development for a couple of years. And um, as I mentioned, my, my family are involved in, in property. So I'd always had a natural in, interest um, in the area and wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about it. So I worked for two developers and um, kind of early on in my career, one of which is Karen Holmes, um, who is now the, the leading Irish house builder. And when I joined them, they had just IPO'd. Um, and it was a really interesting time for me to join the business because I was working with the sales teams, the finance departments and uh, the planning teams. Um, you know, and, and it was like working in a very large startup with a huge amount of capital. And I think from a business perspective, that was really invaluable because sometimes in marketing roles, we can be a little bit siloed and kind of, you know, not see other aspects of, of a company. And uh, working in Cairn, it gave me, um, you know, the opportunity to work in that kind of multidisciplinary environment, albeit working on the marketing team. Um, so, yeah, kind of a, a mixed bag there kind of in the first couple of years. Um, and then my... It probably kind of mid-20s decided myself, uh, my now husband, decided to uh, take a bit of time out and, and go to South America like a lot of a lot of people do. And to be honest, it was probably the best decision that I ever made. Um, I think we took about four months out and came back totally refreshed and, you know, totally ready to kind of jump back into work. And I would definitely recommend anybody in there early to mid or late 20s or 30s and um, thinking about doing it to, to just do it because um, those life experiences are, are really invaluable and can actually help shape your professional career as well. So when I came back um, I was kind of took my time in terms of figuring out what I wanted to do next and for me I had become sort of a generalist in marketing and I wanted to be a little bit more specialized and um, I'd you know, had a couple of in-house roles. Um, so I joined Wilson Hartnell, uh, Ireland's leading communications agency, and I joined in 2019. I was there for about three years and I got to work with some um, amazing clients. I had AIB as a client, Diageo, uh, Fall to Ireland. And um, they do say that WH is kind of like the University of of PR in Ireland and it's really true you learn so much it really shapes you as a professional and I think working in a big agency environment like that it's very fast-paced it's you know there there's um, a high very high standard expected of everybody but you come out um, and I certainly came out and um, you know a, a lot more professional shall we say and and also um, had just learned so much 
Um, I then moved to legacy communications, um, an agency started by uh, Bernard Brogan, kind of back into sports marketing a little bit there um, as an account director. And again, had an amazing experience there. Um, and and I'm now in Fabric Social, where I am leading the Ireland client services team. Um, Fabric was started in 2019 by Niall McGarry. And um, so we're a very young agency. Um, we have some very high, high profile clients, including Britvic. Um, so we work with uh, Club Orange, Energize, uh, Pinergy as another client. Um, and then we have a and a UK arm as well, um, where we work with the likes of Greggs, Tote, and um, Pepsi, to name a few. So, um, so that's kind of me and my background in a, in a nutshell. That's so much experience, Ward. So it's going to be a great episode to try and get as much information out of you as possible. But I suppose, what is your comfort zone in marketing? Then, like, obviously, PR is where your natural skill set is, but. Can you break that down a bit more? How, how, what would you say is your main strength, your main, main skill sets? Sure. Yeah. So, um, certainly PR and communications is something that I've, I've done since the very beginning. And I think it's the area that probably comes the most natural to me. And um, as I've grown and evolved and um, strategy and planning and, and kind of brand building has become really my focus and area of expertise. So, um, now that I'm working in, in fabric where we specialize in social, it's really blending the, um, you know, the brand strategy with the social media strategy and, um, you know, adapting to new platforms like TikTok and, um, you know, obviously the ever evolving landscape of Meta and, um, and LinkedIn as well it is really important platform. But yeah, I, I think, um, I, I am a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none, but certainly pure and 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 how to kind of um, create the thread between um, social to pure, kind of general pure and, and and content as well, and you know really unearthing that storytelling piece for brands and how how they want to be perceived, and then inspiring or. or you know uh working with the the creative teams to um to come up with with great campaigns and strategies yeah and uh obviously can you give me a really good example of a campaign or some work that you're really proud of to help me vision your work yeah absolutely so um one that always brings to mind um which is one that i was uh i was the lead account manager for in wilson hartnell was uh work that we did with fall to ireland um on the keep discovering campaign and um, so this was and it still is it's still um it's still out there now as a campaign and it was fall to ireland's largest um marketing campaign i think since the wild atlantic way or, or possibly ever and um, so we had a really really strong interagency team at the time we were working with rothko um who were the the lead creative agency and and um, mediacom as well on the the media side of things and it was a really long process in terms of um you know the the creative process and um, how all the teams work together and a lot of research and insights and um, 
and and time went into that, which I find absolutely fascinating. And Fall to Ireland themselves have have a dedicated insights team, and um, so they they always you know produce some really amazing campaigns. They they were the ones that came up with Wild, the Wild Atlantic Way and many others. And um, so to work as part of that team was really exciting. And then I think from the PR element of things, um, we worked with. A huge amount of influencers on that campaign. So the likes of Roz Purcell and Greg O'Shea, uh, to name a few. I think we had the largest influencer campaign ever that year. So we, um, our job really was to create fame for domestic tourism in Ireland at a really tricky time. So when we initially started working on the campaign, it was pre-COVID. Um, and the biggest thing about, about the work that we did was we had to pivot really quickly put everything on pause um, and and create a whole new uh, campaign for keep discovering in a COVID environment and so that was that was really interesting it was at a time when people couldn't fly which feels like a long time ago now but it was only about two two years ago and so just I suppose the learnings of um, how to overcome a crisis crisis management and the the creative process there was extremely interesting um so yeah for me it's always the one that uh, that stands out i think it went on to win a load of awards afterwards from a pr perspective you know we worked with all the kind of the top publications in the country to create um fantastic content and um, so yeah i think that's definitely the standout one yeah, that's that's a huge campaign in itself um if you were meeting a business owner, maybe small to medium, let's say you're meeting them tomorrow and they said to you, you know, I want to get more coverage. I want to get more PR. Is there any kind of tips or hints or any small, small wins that you could give uh, kind of a smaller business? Where you're putting me on the spot here now, Tom. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I think, look, I think the first thing is you really not need to understand your, your audience, uh, who you're targeting and why you're targeting them. Then obviously understanding your competitors um, and what your USP is, what your story is, who who in the business you can profile, um, be it on social, be it uh, not on social. Um, and and I think also finding your tone of voice is, is really, really crucial to any any campaign um, that any business is doing. So um, understanding who you are and want to be. And I think a lot of a lot of that, if a lot of that work is done early on in a in a company's journey, it will make it a lot easier. So I would always, always encourage clients to start off with that. Who do they want to be? Uh, how do they want to be perceived in the market? And and then I think the rest of it flows, um, you know, into your more your tactical campaign ideas, be it uh, working with influencers, for example, or running paid um, content on social or uh, creating an event plan or, um, you know, so obviously in marketing, there's a million and one different things you can do but I think at the core you really need to understand your your brand tone of voice your target audience um, and the competitor landscape Love it. and uh, is there anywhere where you go Maud for for new insights and and areas where you might upskill or learn new things yeah absolutely um so firstly I think in Ireland it's really important to always be looking globally 
um, and to always be looking at best in class examples in larger markets because really we are a very small island here we do have a lot of multinationals and um you know it's, it's great that they are here and and you know we do have a kind of a global feel even though we're we're a small country but i do think it's really important to always look to europe look to um places like new zealand south africa particularly in the area of tourism you know they're doing incredible things um then I think as well, seeing and, and really reviewing kind of awards um, or, or uh, campaigns that have won awards and really kind of understanding why, looking at, um, you know, latest consumer behavior trends and always trying to be curious and to read and to learn and, and really to um to as well look look to other industries and markets so i spend half an hour every morning reading the papers and um, looking at what's happening in economics in the world and um, you know in politics and i think all of that is really important when it comes to marketing and communications because ultimately the wider macroeconomic environment has a huge impact on everything that you're doing really well said and the digital industry as a whole is there anything that you think is really exciting or anything that you see that's you're focusing on or wider i suppose um yeah there is so there's a couple of things um one is the emergence of ai which obviously is having an impact on on every industry and business going to be um impacting businesses i think in a more realistic sense from this year onwards um, how it is impacting marketing, uh, firstly, the ASAI um, have, have just recently announced that they're going to be using AI tools to actually track influencer content um, on social, which is, is really interesting and, and a very, um, very interesting kind of step in, into that kind of uh, world of monitoring and tracking. Um, and I think it's I think it's going to have a bigger impact than we probably realize. So um, I think it's ever evolving um, and I'm really curious and interested to see where it goes. Another area is uh, kind of more specifically to, to social is this idea of de-influencing. So for the past kind of five, seven years, um, we've been accustomed to people selling us products uh, across social that is now turning on its head i think the reason is because of the cost of living and you know inflation skyrocketing people are really trying to get the best bargains they're also trying to kind of cut through the noise and i think consumers are very sophisticated um in terms of understanding uh, when an influencer or somebody trying to or any advertiser is trying to you know oversell them a product so i think that's going to be a really interesting um, um sorry that's going to be really interesting to see um emerge in in the coming months really well answered yeah excellent answer Maud. and lastly Maud, i've got a question for you which i always end the show on which is if you could bottle up one personality trait you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? That's a great question. And um, I think resilience is a really, really important um, attribute for, every, for anybody to have 
But I think business can be really tough. Um, and particularly, you know, as a woman, it was International Women's Day yesterday. So as you kind of grow and, and get to more senior levels, you do start to realize the challenges that are there for, for women. And I think being resilient, everybody is going to have knocks. Everybody's going to have bad days. Um, and I would like to think that, you know, it is a trait that, that I do have that, um, you know, nothing a good night's sleep can't kind of cure. And I really encourage, um, you know, people on my team to, to you know, be, be resilient and, um, you know, don't get, to uh to bog down when you do get a knock um business as i said it, it's a tough environment no matter what industry you're in and and you know you have to be able to to bounce back and have the strength and courage to um to uh to come back and uh, and that's how you really move forward and progress i think really well said as well Maud. Maud, uh that's it but listen if anyone wants to reach out to you or see more of your work how can they find you yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can you can look me up on social media um, or uh, the Fabric Social um, website, which is www.fabricsocial.co. Um, because we're Ireland and UK, we have that address. Um, so yeah, happy happy to chat to anybody. Yeah, I must admit, yeah, checking out your work, some of the work you guys have been doing is fantastic. So definitely check you out. That's it. Thanks so much for being on the show, Maud. And thanks everyone for listening, watching, everything. Thank you so much, Tom. Pleasure.